If you choose, you can keep the commandments. They will save you. If you trust in God, you too shall live. He has set before you fire and water to whichever you choose. Stretch forth your hand. A lot in this week's readings has to do with commandments. Jesus is extraordinarily clear. What does he say? He says, Amen, I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not the smallest letter or the smallest part of a letter will pass from the law. It might seem like a harsh set of readings, one that is impossible to fulfill. But those first words should give us joy. If you choose, you can keep the commandments. Right? Because we don't have a cruel God who says, do all of these things. You're going to fail. But I'm just going to watch from a distance as, as you fail and get discouraged and give up. No. That's not the God that we believe in. We believe in a God who has revealed himself to be the one who fulfills the law himself and then gives us the grace to do it as well. But you have to choose. Right? The devil's greatest tactic is discouragement. To keep us from choosing to even try. How often is it that we look at the whole breadth and depth of Catholic teaching about marriage and family life, or about uh, economics, or about uh, how we should reach out to uh, all of the people on fringes of society, or how we need to be kind and forgiving to people who have hurt us. We, we look at all of that and we say, that's impossible, I can't do it, so I'm not even going to try. Instead of looking at the ideal of Jesus Christ and the law fulfilled in Him, and being inspired by that to grow as a person... Instead, I start looking around and I treat life as if we're all just running from some bear that's trying to get, get us. And, and what's the, the secret to surviving when a bear's running after you? Just don't be the slowest person. <laughs> right? You don't have to be the fastest, just don't be the slowest. Just make sure there's at least one person who's slower than you or, you know, trip somebody. <laughs> And you survive. Well, that's the way that we look at Christianity far too often. Instead of looking at freedom's ideal law, right? Looking at Jesus Christ, the fulfillment of all that is. And gaining our strength from him, we look around and we see, is somebody here weaker than me? All right, good, so I can be complacent. And our trust erodes. Because ultimately, it's about a relationship of trust. It really does boil down to that. Do I trust that God is going to do something great in me if I try to strive for greatness? Too often the answer to that is no. Too often we say it's really hard, all of these teachings of the church. And so instead of striving after them, I'm going to pretend they don't exist. I'm going to live in this blissful ignorance of saying like, oh, I, I didn't know that was wrong. But you could have. Because ultimately, we, we put so much pressure on ourselves to just do it perfectly by our own strength that when we fail, that pressure kind of crushes us. And so we stop even trying. So what can we do about it at this Mass? Well, we can examine our hearts and our minds and we can think, what have I been having trouble with in the teachings of the church? 
Maybe it's about how I raise my family. Maybe it's about how open I am to God having some input in my family. Maybe it is about my finances, my investments. Maybe it's about how I treat my coworkers or my employees. Maybe it's about that, that uh, relationship where I have refused reconciliation with a brother or a sister or a family member or an estranged friend. Maybe there's some unforgiveness in my heart. I don't know where it is, but I think for every single one of us, there is something where we have thought that's too hard, that is a commandment I cannot keep, and so I'm not even going to try. We don't have to change our entire lives today, but we can change one thing. We can bring to the Lord that one commandment that's been very hard for us recently. And we can say, Lord, just this once, I'm going to trust you. Because you inspired in the book of Sirach for us to be able to hear, if you choose, you can keep the commandments. Well, Lord, I'm going to choose. I'm going to choose. I I know that there might be so many that it's overwhelming, so I'm going to start with one. And I'm going to say, you know what, Lord, right here, I have lacked trust in you. But I know that you want to do a great thing in me, so I'm going to choose now to start following you here where I haven't been up to this point. Because you see, when the Lord has that extended sermon, that long gospel that we read about the law and how he is the perfection of it rather than its abolition, it's not him trying to make your life more difficult. It's him saying, I care about more than just the externals. And, and, And that should actually fill us with hope. We don't have a God who's just has his clipboard there and he's saying, have you checked the boxes? We have a God who says, I want your heart. And I know that it doesn't trust me. And I want to give you the grace to do that. I don't want to just see your behavior and say, okay, are you acting up or are you acting well? I I want you in your thoughts, in your words, in your deeds, in your heart's desires and in your mind's ideas. I want you to be fully mine. And I want to help you with that. So our eyes can't be in this complacent comparison game of saying, I'm not as bad as him, or at least I'm still coming to church, these other people aren't, at least this, at least that. No, no, no. Our eyes are on Jesus. And there we say, Lord, what would you have me do? Because I know that you care about my heart more than any of them do. I I know that I, I could just have a checklist and have that be my faith. Just a series of behaviors that I need to change. But that's not what you want. You want my heart. How can I give it to you? Now, it's difficult to trust him. Because we often feel like he's let us down. I'm not saying he has, but I'm saying, boy, does it feel like it. When maybe we've been trying so hard to live our life well to follow the commandments, and that life hasn't gone too well. And we might think, well, what's the use? Right? I have friends who don't even care about you, and you seem to be blessing them like crazy. I am following you faithfully, and I can't, I can't find a blessing anywhere. Sometimes part of that is that we're blind to what's happening, but other times it is that mystery of evil, that bad things can happen to good people, and good things can happen to bad people. So we might say, well, what's the point with all of these commandments? 
I've been trying to follow them and life still throws all kinds of junk at me. So what gives? Well, here's the beauty of it. The commandments are not a secret formula to having an easy life. They, they are not this kind of uh, uh, magical way of living that ends up taking all trials and tribulations away from us, moving all obstacles out of the way. No, if we follow the commandments, what happens is we change. Our life doesn't. This broken world doesn't. Our dysfunctional family doesn't necessarily. But we do. God's masterpiece is meant to be your heart and your mind, your character that you develop within you that is able to endure those trials with not only patience and perseverance, but excitement and joy. Terrible things will still happen, but you'll be able to remain good in the midst of them. Because it could be that in your life you have these two options. Option A, everything's easy and I'm a person with pretty low character, pretty self-centered. I've always had everything handed to me, so I've never had to grow, never had to work. I've had it easy, but I can only really see myself and my needs and my desires. Or you have it difficult, but throughout that difficulty, you learn this blessed compassion, this patience with others and with yourself. You learn a reliance on God when things seem totally out of control. You learn to have hope in the midst of a situation that would cause others to despair. You learn to have this relationship that is a, an adventure of trust in the Lord Jesus. But your life's not easy. So which would you take? That at your, the end of your days you get to look back and say, everything was easy and I'm kind of half-baked. Right? I've never developed a single virtue. Or everything was difficult. But boy, have I learned to love. I've learned to love so well. I've learned blessed humility, total dependence on the Lord. I've learned to, to love Him and to trust Him in moments when He seems distant. And then I've been able to taste the sweetness of His presence after the darkness and the dryness was done. Both options are before you. And the Lord reverences your freedom because he gave it to you. He says to you, I'm not going to force you to live a certain way. You are free to accept me or reject me, but accepting me leads to your flourishing, your development of character, your virtue, to have this beautiful soul that is in brilliant splendor for all of eternity. Or you can reject me. You could lead your life however you want, but not develop into that man or woman that I've created you to be. The choice is ours, and it starts with just one commandment, whichever one we're struggling with the most, to give that to the Lord at this Mass, to have Him transform our heart, and whenever, wherever it is lacking trust in Him, just as truly as he transforms the bread and wine into the body and blood. He can work that transformation within us. He wants to work that transformation within us. But he won't do it unless you choose to let him.